Imagine if it was easy to find and retain your dream client as a salon owner. Forest Salon Software is the all-in-one point-of-sale system for salons, spas, and clinics. With client and staff management and best-in-class reporting and a marketing suite, Forest touches every point of the salon experience to help salons find and retain their dream clients, increase client visit frequency, and increase their revenue. With over 9,000 salons globally partnering with Forest Salon Software to manage, market, and grow their business, as well as a team of local industry professionals here to support you, there has never been a better time to switch to a software partner that can grow with your business. Beauty Business and Beyond listeners who sign up for Forest will receive 50% off your setup fee, which will cover the cost of your data migration, system configuration and training, as well as 2,000 free SMS to use on SMS marketing campaigns of your choosing. Simply click the link in the show notes to take advantage of this generous offer. Forest Salon Software, together we grow. Welcome to the Beauty Business and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, otherwise known as Skin Queen. I'm a skin therapist turned clinical educator turned multiple six-figure online business owner. I used to think that owning a business meant that you'd have a product or service, a website and an Instagram and just wait for the masses to flock. But little did I know. It wasn't until I started working with coaches and mentors that I learned there was so much more to it. On this podcast, you can expect to learn about mindset, marketing, strategies, and other fundamental business lessons that have helped me to generate over $500,000 of revenue in less than two years. Are you in my Facebook group? Every single day I post in there sharing even more gold nuggets of information to help you grow your business. To find it, search Beauty Business and Beyond on Facebook or head to the link in my show notes to get a direct link. So many people have been saying, Kelly, we miss the skin side of things. Can you please do more content around skin? And today's your lucky day, girls, because today's podcast episode is talking about how important is SPF really? And you might be like, what the hell? Have you lost the fucking plot? But hear me out here. So I am a huge responder to the conversations that I have, the content that I see and the things that I learn. And this comes in the way of all of the content I create, any of the programs I create, any of the coaching programs that I create. It's just how I get my inspiration. But a lot of people often ask me, how do you always come up with so many content ideas? And really, it's because I have so many conversations with people I've created a beautiful community over on Facebook. If you aren't a part of the Beauty Business and Beyond Facebook group, what are you doing? It is the place to be to have conversations about beauty, business, and beyond spirituality, social media, family, being a mom, whatever it is you want to talk about. That is the group for it. But I also love having conversations with people in real life as well. And I count the DMs as real life. But I also am in my human design. So if you don't know what human design is, human design, I like to say it's a little bit more deeper than your star signs. And I'm a Capricorn, of course, you knew that, big Capricorn energy over here. But in my human design, I'm actually a generator. 
and generators are quite popular. Generator is very open and inclusive. They're the ones who give energy and life force to other people and they get energy and life force from other people. So we're like, you know, great at creating energy from ourselves and getting energy from other people. And I truly believe that that's what helps me with content creation because when I see something, I really need to respond to it and give my two cents on it. So I want to share with you what I saw. And this is from a beautiful lady in my community, Jade. We've actually followed each other for a little while. And then we ended up being in another group program together, which is awesome. She's an esthetician, I believe in the States or it could be in the UK. And she did a post saying when sun exposure is supposedly bad for you in quotation marks, but then you see someone with a suntan and you say, you look so well, how have you been anyway? Which is fair. We do like, oh my gosh, you look so nice and brown. And you know, foam tans, a huge thing. (laughs) I got a really dark foam tan yesterday and I am living for it. I feel like I look healthy and alive, but somebody commented saying, Yes. Oh my God. Finally, someone who has said it. I thought about this a lot when I was living in Costa Rica last year. Why do we shy so far away from the sun when we are literally animals who need it? It does not take much for our bodies to know when it's been too much and we should head into some shade. This is another way that marketing has scared us away from our human beingness, which I understand to a degree but I also want to share a little bit more of this to help educate people who might not fully understand the importance of vitamin D and sun exposure and might struggle to explain why SPF is important to your clients. But also too, you might not even be in the beauty industry and you might be like, yeah, I've always wondered that. And I've gone as far as to pull up my slides from my Skin Queen Society program. If you don't know, Skin Queen Society is my all-inclusive program for skin therapists, estheticians, and anybody wanting to become more confident as a skin queen. I go over so many topics such as aging, acne, hyperpigmentation, treatment planning, consultation, client attraction, social media templates. It is very inclusive. I just wanted to create a program that would help set skin therapists up for success so that you can confidently help your clients pretty much. And I've pulled up my slide from hyperpigmentation and I'm going to share with you a little bit of information that might warp your mind. And I might be a bit rusty because it's been a little while, but here we go. So our brain or our pituitary gland in our brain is the one that receives signals from the outside world, such as if we see really bright lights or if we can feel warmth on our arms. Basically, what happens is it sends a signal to our pituitary gland. And that then starts to create melanin-stimulating hormone. So your pituitary gland is like your hormone center in general. It's in charge for receiving the signals from the hypothalamus in the brain and then creating different hormones based off whatever we need for our body. Um, For example, like when you're pregnant, you'll be creating a different hormone. But in this respect, we're talking about melanin-stimulating hormone. And once that melanin-stimulating hormone starts to produce, we create this whole cascade of chemical reactions within our skin. So first we release an enzyme known as MC1-R and that helps to produce tyrosinase and tyrosine. 
Once we have those two guys, they convert into L-Dopa, Dopaquinone, and then into melanin. And melanin is the darker pigmentation that we often associate with freckles, sun damage, melasma, and hyperpigmentation. Hyper, not hypo. And from there, you'll have melanosome formation as well as melanosome distribution. Now, melanosomes are little packages. Imagine them like little tinted brown circles or little dots, and they go into your different cells within your skin. So your melanocyte cells, get my words right, and they help to produce pigment throughout your skin. Common misconception here. This is something that so many people get wrong. Argue with me if you will. I've got my theories and my sciences and my resources to back myself up. But the more sun exposure you have does not equate to you creating more melanocyte cells. It's not how it works. (laughs) If you don't know what a melanocyte cell is in the upper layer of our skin, otherwise known as our epidermis, I know so many skin therapists listening to this right now will be geeking the hell out and you are welcome. But in our epidermis, we have predominantly epidermal cells or keratinocytes. And then we'll also have Langerhans cells. These are like the security guards of the skin to prevent any viruses or infections from going deeper and actually causing infections. And then we have melanocyte cells. And I can't exactly remember the numbers. I wonder if I've got it here in my notes, but we have about every one to 10 keratinocyte cell is a melanocyte cell. So sounds like a lot, but it's not. And our melanocyte cells produce two different types of pigmentation, either eumelanin or pheomelanin. And this is something that, once again, a lot of therapists don't actually realize because when you are creating two different pigments, it's for two different reasons. So your eumelanin is more of your darker brown or your blacker pigmentation, and your phagomelanin is more of that orangey-yellow pigmentation. And if you are more Caucasian, when you go out into the sun, and if you're lying out in the sun a lot, because our skin is so fair, what ends up happening is our body starts to create eumelanin as a way to protect our essential organs from completely catching on fire and turning into like beef jerky inside. And so when we're seeing pigmentation formation on the top of our skin, it's almost like natural sun protection. However, if you're someone like me who is quite fair in skin and only goes to the beach once in a blue moon or goes out once in a blue moon, then you'll get sunburnt or you'll just see darkened skin cells as a way to protect yourself. You'll go home the next few days. You'll be like, wow, I really got sunburnt or now I've got sun damage as a result of it or now I've got more freckles as a result of it. And that is basically pigmentation in a nutshell. But in response to this comment, when I was living in Costa Rica last year, I was thinking about it quite a lot. And let's have a look at her account. I wonder if she's quite Caucasian. Yes, she is. She's from Canada. And she is French as well, by the looks of it. And yeah, she's quite fair in skin. But if she's living in Costa Rica, what ends up happening is she's going to be producing more eumelanin more consistently. And then as a result, her skin is going to start adapt. Obviously, Costa Rica is closer to the equator. So the sun is more stronger as opposed to maybe living in Canada 
or living in the UK or living in France where it's not as bright and sunny all the time. But the closer you get to the equator, your skin has to go through a natural adaptation process. It's similar to any Aussies who ever go to Bali. You know, Balinese people are so beautiful and dark, but they don't walk around with sun damage. And it's because they live so close to the equator that their skin has had to adapt. It's a natural adaptation. It's part of evolution. And so as a result, they've all got darker skin. So if I was to move to Bali and if I was to live there for six months, 12 months and always be outside, I would eventually start to develop more eumelanin and start to develop more pigmentation and start to look more tanned naturally. And that's because of my circumstances. Similar to surfers who go to the beach every single day, they look more brown And it's because they're out in the sun every day religiously and have probably done it for 10 years. And so the difference is rather than going outside as a fair skin person, you know, once or twice and then getting a big shock of pigmentation because you're exposing yourself to sun and your melanocyte cells are going crazy and then all of a sudden you're sunburnt, you've got mottled pigmentation. If you were to go out there quite consistently and get regular doses of vitamin D, and regularly boost your melanocyte cells and your eumelanin production, it would be totally different. And so I really wanted to debunk this person's theory by saying, you lived in Costa Rica. It's totally different. If I was to go to Costa Rica and go on a 10-day holiday and use my SPF, but I was outside every day, chances are I'll come back with not only a bit of sun damage, but also too, I would look more tan. That's just the nature of it. (laughs) And so I hate it when people are like, oh, well, sunscreen's just all for marketing and it's, you know, not that important. It is if you don't go out regularly. And for most of us, you know, we have clients who come in every day and we're like, do you use SPF? And they're like, oh no, I don't go outside. Those are the people that need to use SPF. I mean, everybody should be using SPF because you never know at any one given time that melanocyte cell could metastasize and turn into melanoma, which is probably the deadliest type of skin cancer. And, you know, that can come not just because of sun damage. It can also be genetics, can also be hereditary. There's so many reasons why somebody would develop melanoma, but especially if you are a lighter skin type, it's probably best to protect yourself. I just will never get over the fact that people are like, oh, well, do we actually need sunscreen? It's like, well, yeah. But if you were to go and live somewhere and work outside and be overseas for a long period of time, it's going to be a completely different story after a long period of time because your skin's going to naturally adapt to being outside. Now, I'm not talking about other things here. I'm not talking like melasma, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. We are talking more predominantly what happens to your skin once you are being exposed to too much sun, i.e. freckles, sunspots, actinic keratosis, darkening of skin. All of these things are very important to be aware of. But collectively, if you are going to be somebody who just goes out and enjoys the sun seasonally or every now and again, or you go and spend a day riding bikes, then the chances are you will need to protect yourself and wear SPF because you're probably going to get sunburned, probably going to get that one-off hit of sun rays that are going to stimulate your pigmentation process and production within your skin and end up with sun damage. But if you are now going to commit to a lifestyle where you're outside in the sun every day, then the chances are your skin is going to be a lot different in the way it responds. In saying that though too, if you are a lighter Fitzpatrick type, 
I'm thinking about a girlfriend that I have right now who goes to the beach every weekend, most mornings if she can, and she'll have her iced coffee and she lays on the beach and she is beautiful and brown, but because she is naturally a lighter skin type and we call that Fitzpatrick type, the chances that she's also having MMPs being released, which is matrix metella proteinases, they actually break down collagen, elastin and hyaluronic acid when you're being exposed to too much UV rays. And that's why people end up looking quite leathery and wrinkly earlier on. That is because you have a different sort of complexion. That's because you have a different Fitzpatrick type. I wonder what that would mean if somebody from the UK was to move somewhere like Bali and live there for the rest of their lives, what that would do to their aging process. And that's probably something that I need to do a little bit more research on. At the end of the day, sun is not the devil. It's not the enemy. It is an amazing life source. I always say that we're like big old plants that just need vitamin D so we can photosynthesize but it's just important that we're going to protect ourselves along the way because you don't want sun damage unnecessarily. Anyway, that is my passion rant. I hope that has totally made sense to you. It's been a little while since I've spoken about hyperpigmentation, probably a good 12 months. I'm very still passionate about it. I've just been speaking more about business and marketing and online course creation, which is my new passion. But I used to be an educator for skincare companies for the majority of my career and it always comes back. And if you're wanting to learn more about the science of skin, then definitely go and have a look at Skin Queen Society because it will blow your mind. I talk about the root cause a lot and I think it's very different to what's taught by skincare companies because for me, when I started to learn about the root cause about skin from, you know, the different brands that I was working with in the US and different educators all over the world, it completely flipped what I was teaching on my head. And I almost feel like I did the people that I was teaching about skincare a disservice. I was teaching people how to sell skincare. I wasn't teaching them the root cause of skin science. Hope you found this episode helpful. Let me know. Send me a message. Say, oh my gosh, my mind is blown. I understand it now. I get it. Or you can say, Kelly, you just rambled on and that made no fucking sense. (laughs) Either way, see you in the next episode.